Hi, I'm Lily. And I'm Dan. We are The Loaded. Good afternoon, everybody. We are at the Saudi event show again today here in Riyadh. Lily has abandoned us because she's pulled into a, a last minute session where she's moderating. So we have producer Ryan. Producer Ryan, you're going to join us on this podcast again. I believe you did it yesterday. Second appearance for Producer Ryan on the podcast. I reckon he could be a good replacement for Lily, actually. Well, I did my second panel discussion of my life about 45 minutes ago, and I quite enjoyed them, to be honest. go. I go red for 10 minutes, and then it's done. It could be like a new career change. So, Ryan, do I get to ask you who you have in the studio, or do I do it? Sure, you can throw it at me. Um, So in the studio today, we have Mark, who is the Managing Director of Esmos Recruitment. Hey, how we doing? All right, mate. How are you? I'm good. It's good to be here, and I, I love what you guys have done with the place. It's all right, yeah. It really it's not is. Too bad. It's, it's almost like we're professional. <laughs> like we try to be. It certainly added a bit of colour and a bit of flair. Do you know what people have said that actually? It's been good to like get noticed. Yeah, like you find exhibitions tend to be um, quite stereotypical. Yeah, you know what I mean. They're very mundane. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's a bit bit flat. But yeah, this this is really nice. It adds a, a lot of pizzazz. Nice. We like we like pizzazz. It's a word I've not heard for ages since I was like eighteen. Years old, there's a no. nightclub in Rochdale, Pizzazz. <laughs> anyway, like, we all, like a prawn salad with that. Yeah, we always digress. How's the show been for you? Yeah, it's been super busy, loads of meetings, loads of unexpected meetings as well, which has been good. And I suppose that's kind of what these events are for. We had a panel session discussing the change and the future of recruitment in the events industry, which was pretty good. Yeah, it's just been good all around, like lots of positive vibes. That's amazing, that's what everyone's saying. But I know we're going to jump into like the questions and the discussion, but tell the listeners what is as and a little bit about yourself. So Esmos Recruitment, we are specialists and I like to name us as the go-to recruiters for the events industry. There are a lot of different types of recruitment for the events industry. I tend to find everyone mainly focuses on the freelancers, that kind of project-based recruitment. We do more your kind of permanent, building your core teams, uh, your businesses, that sort of things, and everyone else kind of, they deliver the events. So we're, we're more at that kind of internal strategic level of recruitment. And how's it going? Because right now, obviously, with what's happening in Qatar, the region has been growing quite a lot. And then, you know, the discussion we've been having here in Saudi, somebody mentioned that their revenue has increased by like 200% just purely by Saudi alone because there's so much business happening here. How's that impacting your world in recruitment? Well, I had to cut my holiday short to come back. Um, I'm sure the wife was happy about that. No, she was not. (laughs) In all the years in the Middle East, I've been doing event recruitment. This is probably the busiest I've ever seen it. There is a mad dash for growth. There is a mad dash for really scaling outwards. The demand for events, and there's no denying it's because of uh, the pandemic, the, the demand that's been created. That's also created its own narratives, its own issues. The Middle East are going at it so headstrong, you know, and it's from Dubai to Saudi to Qatar with the World Cup. Everyone wants more and bigger and yeah. now. Yeah, it's and the now that's the It's thing. the now, right? And that, yeah. that seems to be what's causing the problem. So it causes this, this air of, is there enough talent? Is there a talent shortage? But when you do 10 times more than you were doing pre-pandemic in a shorter period of time. There's going to be shortage. It's going to be a shortage. Before we start getting on site, because I really want yeah. to talk about it, because it's been, it's been in every conversation. Every, I was, I was going yeah. to mention it. That they, we've asked about the challenges of, especially coming into Saudi, because that's yep. where we are. But number one was a logistics system and getting people to and from. And yep. the main 
coercive across the, the board was the lack of talent or not lack of, the lack of experienced yeah. talent and professionals that know what they're doing. So I want to talk about that in a second, but yeah. first, I want to go way, way back. <laughs> okay. And just tell our listeners a little bit about you and like the story and the journey so far, because I, I knew you from the DJ days. Okay, yeah. Like This is old school Dubai, which we're talking so about. So am I going old school Dubai or old school back into recruitment? Old school into- back in recruitment for okay. you, because I, I don't even know your story. Okay, so. I, I wanted to ask, like, how do you go from being a, a very well-known <laughs> DJ around the world in the city to it, recruitment? It, it's a very organic story. Like, if the truth be told, I got into recruitment by absolute accident. We had a big family disaster, lost the business, lost all our money. And I was sitting at home and a friend called me and said, look, there's a six month job going at the job center, signing people on. Do you want it? I was like, yeah. And I was doing it. So part of the role was you had to start convincing people to get back into work. No one wanted to go back into work. They were quite comfortable. Yeah, on, on, on signed on. Right, exactly. Yeah. So from that point, I was like, mm, I, I kind of like this. And uh, there was a, a training provider in there, a recruitment training provider from a high street recruit, a recruitment company. I spoke to him. He gave me some recommendations and I was still DJing. DJing was my main source of income at the time. So um, I was like, you know what, this ain't too bad. Like, so I went and signed up to, I think it was Hayes at the time, who at the time were the world's biggest recruitment agent. Yeah, I've never heard of them, they were huge. Yeah, they were massive. So how a young lad from Tottenham ended up in the headquarters of the world's biggest recruitment agency is beyond me. And that was in London? That was in London. Okay. So I effectively carried on the recruitment purely so I could continue to buy records for my DJing. Nice. That was the reason, that was the sole reason I kept that job. I was okay at it, but I wanted to buy my records. Yeah. And I've I still mean, it's got, a good incentive. It's a great incentive. Yeah, I've, I've still got 20,000 vinyl in storage. I'm uh, delighted with that. So, you know, I kind of bounced between the two. Then I just got to a point where I just felt London was just really saturated, you know? Yeah. The club scene was a bit meh. Recruitment was a bit meh. And then a friend invited me out to Dubai on a holiday. And of course, I'd never been to Dubai. And you get here and you see the lights and the buildings, yeah, All the shiny right? things. <laughs> oh, my God. And I remember I went back on, I think it was a Saturday or a Sunday. Walked into work on Monday, resigned four weeks later, turned up to Dubai. I had about 150 quid in my pocket and a suitcase. And that was, that wow. was essentially it. Then uh, I landed a job at Informa. Yeah, which is the team behind which the is the team show. who hosted yeah. Italy, and it was this exact department as well really former connect uh, so I was doing the delegate sales on Cityscape that went really well then moved on from that went back into recruitment started doing really well guess what it's me right so global downturn happens yeah of course out of a job again and what was that like 2008 2009 yeah is that, that, that was 2008 yeah 2008 okay. nine. Yeah. so I'm sitting at home twilling thumbs mate calls me up do you want to come and do a gig? I'm like, yeah, all right then. And I did it. Someone heard me, they quite liked the music, was like, I've got a gig, do you want to come and play there? It's like, oh, I don't know you. They're like, we'll pay you. I was like, okay, I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> so then you went back into the world of DJing again? Yeah, so I started DJing and one gig led to another and another and another. And then before I knew it, I was uh, almost DJing full time. I became the resident of a bar called Hive, which was really cool in its yeah. day. Uh, that was co-owned by the ex-Irish rugby captain, Brian O'Driscoll. Okay. And, you know, they, they started to set standards there, hosting the fashion events and that, that sort of thing, the after parties, which I got to DJ and I was yeah. like, great. And then I think there was one evening they shut the place down. I played a private party for Paris Hilton, randomly. Happy days. Uh, so it, it, everything was on the up. And then um, I accidentally stumbled across a storage beach at Atlantis Hotel. And I literally fell on the floor when I saw the space. I was like, this is amazing. Would you consider doing a party? And the management at the time were like, could you throw one? I was like, yeah. So I called a mate of mine and uh, we kind of cobbled together this idea of the 
Thailand full moon party. Yeah. And we did it and, you know, it started off okay. It was, wasn't yeah. great, but it was okay. Kind of painters and decorators, table, two decks and the speakers type thing. But 400 people turned up. Yeah. I was like, happy days, money yeah. for nothing. Did it again the following month, 800 turned up. The following month, we kind of thought 1,000 people, 1,100. I think it was about 3,500 people turned I said up. those film oh. parties became a thing in the end. Uh, this was way before the pool okay. parties. This was the parents of the pool parties. Yeah. So we'd done those. Then Atlantis approached me and said, look, would you come on board full time? We're going to launch it into a venue. Nassimi Beach was born. No way. But yeah. Off the back of Nassimi Beach, we did those infamous pool parties yeah. where many 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 things and terrible things happened in that pool um, which we shall not disclose at least it wasn't the other pool what, what exactly and then uh, off the back of that we did sand dance so ended up ultimately becoming a resident for sand dance this is like a like nostalgic well, I mean it was like what 10 years ago wasn't right, it but like sand dance was massive I don't know Ryan if you were here no, it but they were like massive festivals on the beach at the Atlantis they, they, they were still till today were the biggest festivals like 15 to 18 thousand people every consistently every couple of months they were yeah. they would have like 7 to 10 headliners all headliners okay. and, and it was the local artists who were the warm-ups it's incredible it's such a great opportunity so then fast forward slightly and how did you fall back into a lot of recruitment so fast forward i had launched a club in tcom called the basement my kids came along and nightlife was no longer really working i've got work-life balance yeah exactly yeah. wife was uh, certainly not happy with that one so um kind of reached out to a couple of agencies very reluctantly mind you i've just been playing music on the beach now i'm going to yeah. do a nine to five i joined one agency and i really had to convince them to let me do an events division which yeah. they just weren't convinced on because previously when you were in london was it event recruitment no okay no, i was doing construction recruitment oh, in the wow UK. that's so different it from was, where you are now oh yeah it was awful it was terrible <laughs> and then the, the reason to go into the event recruitment was because you what? had that world of events experience this you know it. everyone this is what i knew how to recruit i was a good recruiter but I had this lifetime of events experience from producing music, DJ music, uh, running events, launching venues. I'm like, surely I mean, there's- Assuming you also quite a contact list from everything that you've done previously. Yeah, you know, that's that was jobs. the thing. And yeah. look, I, I can honestly attribute a very large portion of the success we have today and the connections and network through the old days of DJing. Yeah. I got drunk with so many people who we will not name names. Myself included. Yeah. <laughs> Multiple but times. You were actually the first agent to sign me in Dubai. Really? Oh, wow. That's yeah. a full 360. I forget about those days. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I'd convinced them to let me run an events division. They let me do it very reluctantly. And within the first year, it kind of became their second biggest division. And from the next year onwards, for the next five years, it was their absolute cash cow. And what was their specialization before? Just generalist marketing, yeah. bit, of, bit of digital, bit it's of marketing. It's incredible to show the power of the events industry. Like you came in and literally within two years, you changed everything. Well, this is it. And, you know, they now had this revenue stream that they just didn't think was there. And, yeah. and for me... What's and all valuing it first? Well, well, this is it. And look, I know it's for anyone who works in events. And I always say this. Events is a lifestyle. It's not just a job, right? <laughs> Once yeah. you're in it, you're in it. Yeah. You're immersed. For good or bad. Exactly. Yeah. And look i enjoy events i enjoy putting in the hours and what goes in and what comes out of it so yeah look after five years i decided look there are things i want to do differently i want to do my way you know i find recruitment as a whole as an industry very transactional which is not me yeah and for anyone who knows me i'm very much a people person i'm outgoing it's i'll buy anyone a drink honestly yeah and i just wanted to make something that was more more people centric yeah you know like put in the relationship at the forefront put in the candidate and the client at the forefront rather than 
X, Y, and Z, everything's in black and white, and here, done, you'll never hear from me again. That, that's, do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's the same as the events industry. It's a people connectivity. Do you know what I mean? We are connecting people. That, that's, that's, and do you feel that that could be a reason why you're so successful now? I believe Because you so. guys are booming. Oh, we, we are busier than we've ever been. I think <laughs> we've just had a record-breaking quarter now, and we haven't finished a quarter, which is great. Yeah, it's, I've, I've got a great team that work with me. They're very loyal. They're very hardworking. They're very people-centric. And like when we hire for us, we spend more time interviewing about personality than skill set. True. Do you know what I mean? It, but do you think that's more and more important these days when people yeah. are recruiting? Yeah. Because it's not necessarily about like your experience or your your qualifications. That's about what you, what you stand for and well, who that's you are. Look, you can person. generally determine someone's skill set and ability within 20, 30 minutes, right? You can have a technical conversation for an event manager, project manager, about a large-scale event, how's it going to go, how are you going to put it together, and you'll know exactly, can this guy cut the mustard or not. Yeah. When it comes to personality, that takes a long time. Everyone has a persona that they allow you to see, yeah. and then there's a while, a breaking point before the you see the real. down, and you see the real person. Yeah. So I'm very big on that, and as a recruiter, you're trained to kind of look at situations, look at people, even little key words and things like that. So we literally put that at the forefront of everything. And yeah, look, I, I suppose that is a, a very key part of our success. It's the relationships that we have. Nice. Every one of my old clients have moved with us. True story. And also yeah. as well, cultivating those relationships. I know that we're using your services quite a lot now. Yeah. And as our business is growing, we're yeah. utilizing you know, some of the people and the candidates which you're putting forward. Yeah. How's the industry evolving in terms of where are we are right now? Because all the conversations we, we mentioned previously yeah. as we started yeah. the, the podcast, is everybody's saying that it's very difficult to find people right now because yeah. you rightly mentioned well the industry yeah. is 10 times bigger or is growing so fast absolutely kind of where, what are the, the the challenges and the opportunities which are well, presenting themselves so you have to look at the whole supply chain of the events industry right so client wants more he wants bigger he wants better he and wants as you said now. he wants it yesterday it, exactly <laughs> so then your suppliers have to come up with the creative ideas then you have to kind of figure out well how do we put this together then the suppliers who supply you need to kind of get that together the ideas get more specific, uh, the detailing gets more specific, and suddenly we're, we're working on stuff that we wasn't previously working on before. So now we need to find specific talent who can do a specific job or build a specific event that hasn't really been done before. So we, 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 the, the industry's moving more into like a specialized area where absolutely. we're looking for specialized individuals. We absolutely are. To facilitate projects. If, if you look at the events, Saudi is a prime example, right? It's a nurturing industry, it's still in its infancy, you know, there's this age-old argument of the talent isn't on the ground, but we need to kind of nurture them. We need to fly people in, but you have to bring them in. And, you know, Dubai was the same 20, 30 years ago, right? Yeah. It's those international candidates had to come in, yeah. do the job, train the people and the industry evolves. Or knowledge sharing. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And I, I think the point of the industry that we're at now is where the pandemic took it away. It put it back with such demand that everyone is trying to think out the box. Everyone is trying to do something yeah. bigger, better, newer, and the resources why, are stretched. I was say, why is that? Like, why has it come back with such force afterwards? Well, it's the age-old adage, right? If you take something away, you want it more. Yeah, you know, um, true. You know, the, in particular in the exhibitions and conference uh, kind of sector, there was several online and ongoing arguments about hybrid taking over. You know, will the conference side of things die due to hybrid? Now, I'm sure a lot of people will agree. I can't stand sitting on multiple no. me meetings on Zoom. No. And yeah. I find them more exhausting. people to unmute. <laughs> people are relishing and demanding and craving 
the connection, the human yeah. inter- interaction. But they're craving it in a very different way. <coughs> it's are, much more it, tangible because, now. Because it was taken away. Yeah. Mm. It's interesting, but it's like this across all industries, because even yeah. like, I'm trying to book a flight home to Manchester, like I'm having to fly via Barcelona to get to Manchester next week. Yeah. Because there's no flights available. Everyone's yeah. traveling. Yeah. Like it's like, there's just not, not enough again, travel was so hard to do at one point. It was yeah. just like, it would be a miracle and you would have to bend over backwards, sideways to manage to get a flight to where you want to go. Yeah. And we're kind of still in that phase, but it's just more, more manageable now. So yeah, look, I, I think we as an industry, and I like to think we are part of the events industry, not a supplier to the events industry. I mean, like, I think what's happening right mm. now is you guys are becoming more and more integral yeah. to the events industry because I'm just talking on a personal capacity. Yeah. We're looking at growing and scaling our business and, you know, that presents its own challenges in terms of culture and how people work together and communication Absolutely. is a massive one. So we've seen, we've, well, I personally, we've definitely seen the value in using a resource such as yourself yeah. because you're integral to the future success of our business. Absolutely. But I think also what Mark's trying to achieve and what he has is he understands his clients and he yeah. understands you, Dan, yeah. and the culture of the company. He knows he's going to put forward this person. Dan's either going to love this person or he's going to swallow him up in a second. Yeah. And it's, it's about that human and that's, person. And that's the thing. Look, most recruitment agencies will be out, sign 20, 30, 40 clients and... That's not us. Like it's transactional. It's very transactional. Yeah, they're looking at the revenue. Yeah, and I, I absolutely hate that. And that, that was one part of working for an agency I, I always hated. You know, I had the least amount of candidates on the system, the least amount of clients, with the highest turnover in revenue, and a hundred percent repeat hit, yeah. uh, repeat business. It just seems much more efficient. What is that? I know my clients well. Like I can go to almost any of my clients, have a drink with them, have a meal with them. I know their families, the kids, and that. So as soon as you understand them and you understand their businesses, like I know what would work for you may not work for Joe Blogs over there. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? If I meet someone over there, I'm like, oh my God, Dan would love this person. And look, we, and it happens you put a few people up right? this week. I'm like, okay, I'll find a job for them. <laughs> right, exactly. Look, we, yeah. we just had that example now. Yeah, yeah, like, look, yeah. I don't know if you've got anything, but I know you're going to love him. Yeah, like, we may, did. Yeah. We did love him. So having that, number one, the knowledge of the events industry, but number two, that relationship and understanding people understand your clients understand their businesses yeah that's you know front and foremost for everything so with that with that knowledge and understanding of the clients that you have do you have any different preparations for large-scale events so for example expo came to town yep it was powered by millions of people that Mm -hmm. have left yep world cup's happening in qatar yep everyone's gone there yep everyone's gonna leave yep Saudi 2030 vision. Yeah. Everything's kind of feeling that it's pulling towards here. Are you looking at those events in particular to go, we need a strategy around recruiting for those specifically, or are you still focused on the club? So there's a a very general perception about event recruitment that, you know, there's loads of different event recruitment companies and I'll I'll name them. You've got uh, Event Lab, you've got THA, you've got Esmos. Now we all actually do slightly, well, I do very different to what they do. You know, as you said yeah. earlier, is mm. I focus on building the business, the permanent side of recruitment. We build a business up and out. They supply for events to make events happen. For to the help project, them, essentially. For the project, yeah. exactly. So it's two very different types of recruitment. So when Expo did come knocking, it's look, I, I remember having a three-inch contract to read through. <laughs> yeah, well, I saw those contracts as well. Yeah, <laughs> no, it just wasn't where I wanted to go. Yeah. A lot of it was the kind of outsourcing, temp staff, that sort of thing. Just yeah. wasn't where we were. Well, that's um, volume and critical mass, whereas what you were talking about previously was relationships and tangibly building businesses from the inside out. Mm. Well, exactly. And look, and the usefulness of having these other kind of different suppliers in different areas of the recruitment where 
at one point you had this mass market from the events industry all signed up to Expo. Yeah. And the other half went running to Saudi. And then all the big organizers who, in my opinion, they're the ones who keep everything spinning, right? Yeah. Your, your last, your Jitexes, your yeah, Arab Health, Adipex. They're like, what about us? Yeah. And I was the only one standing saying, hey guys, I'm here. Yeah. And I service them and I served them, service them well. And we have just a massive success rate with them. Which is smart. Um, and it's just, I know every one of their events, I know the importance of it. I know one event can generate 64 million US dollars yeah. over the course of an event. Yeah. So when they say we need someone to project deliver an award ceremony, but think proms, think yes. BBC, yeah. not a little award ceremony with an LED screen type yeah. thing. It's, it's understanding that, who does what, and obviously what your client likes, is that, that's where it's at. So I know we talked a lot about clients. What is it that candidates are looking for these days? Because that in itself has shifted, that you know, especially really from a, I, 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 one day I really want to stop talking about COVID. However, it was yeah. so instrumental to all of our lives. That, that in itself was a complete turning point with people's kind of, we've talked about today, work-life balance, yeah. mental health and yeah. expectations. People's expectations upon employers oh, are completely different. And to a large degree, it's become very employee driven. Yeah candidate driven market if you will because like you said and I, I, I was one of those people um, where I just after we finished lockdown I just didn't want to work in an office full time I've got two kids at home it's yeah. you know I was getting home at 6pm seeing the kids for 20 minutes they go off to bed and well tomorrow's another day do you know it's, so my wants and needs and life aspirations had changed as millions of others has um, the demand for hybrid working work yep. from home is so prevalent it's, it's unreal in fact nearly all of the global event organizers have had to change their policies and include that. Prior to COVID, I think there was only one organizer who was doing that. It was actually Informo. You have to praise them. They really led the way uh, throughout the pandemic. But everyone else has soon followed suit because yeah. the demand is, you know, look, there was a mass exodus of redundancies. Yeah. Huge. And look, some unnecessary, some very necessary, but it happened and it happened globally. So when people started to rehire, the assumption was there's so many people out of work looking for work, right? Should be easy. But it wasn't. It wasn't because mm. let's not forget the clients hadn't sent a single invoice for pretty much two years. So we do need to hire, but we are going to spend it very carefully. Yeah. We're going to pick exactly what we need. So pre-pandemic, you could definitely make a placement of someone, what you could define as a 70% kind of hit rate, around about, they can do that job, bit of training, they'll be fine. Yeah. Now the demand is, no, no, I need someone who's worked on an exact competing event. Uh, they can come in, hit the ground running, they've got a black yeah. book of contacts, it has to be an exact match. Yeah. The expectations are much higher. It, it, it's immense. The specifics, the, the micro specifics in terms yeah. of hiring a person, their background, what events have they worked on, you know, what have they achieved? It, it, it's immense. And that's still till today. It's incredible that we're still dealing with that legacy almost like two years on mm. or three years on. Like, what are we in? Yeah, heading to 2023. Yeah. And I, I think it's going to be here for a while. Yeah. I, I really do. Um, it shifted everything. I think it reset everything. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It needed a reset. The events industry, and look, you, you guys know as well, just it was up in the air. It was everything happening at 100 miles an hour. Everything needed yesterday. And we'll cobble it together as quickly and as best as we can. Now it's just like, look, we really need to kind of action this and be precise with it. So people are hiring, hiring yeah. for precise. Have you found that the, the clients that you represent also understand the work life, work from home culture? Absolutely. Have they Absolutely. gone to change policies? Absolutely. They, they've all gone on board with it. Look, let's not forget the clients are people too. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They have families. We've all gone through the same yeah. thing. Exactly. That was like, the interesting thing, especially about COVID. It's like we all went through it. it exactly. Like not one person, never. Exactly. Yeah. Everyone's got a personal life or a family life or whatever it is. So it took a lot of kind of big board meetings to happen, but it yeah. has happened. And, you know, there is a much, much larger percentage of work-life balance now. And we actually did a, a salary survey. Uh, when was it? Uh, in March. And we went to all the big event organizers and like most people say salary survey and they just cobble some numbers together. Mm -hmm. Like we actually spoke to all the HR directors, wow. every last one of them personally. Spoke to them, went through the entire staffing list from bottom to top of the business. Yeah. What's your minimum? What's your maximum for these salaries? What are your benefit packages? What do you do? Then we spoke to candidates and was like, look, what are your top three reasons for leaving? So number one, number one, work-life balance. Yeah. Number two, career. Number three, money. Yeah. So there are still some businesses who are slowly growing back. You know, some grow back faster than others and salary is not quite where they need it to be. Yeah. Um, and you can understand that from an employee's point of view. But for me, what I was taken back was... Well, life balance. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. In all of the recruitment we've done recently, the three things, as you mentioned, in that particular order was work-life balance. Yeah. Yeah, then the career development like, and people want yeah. to understand what's in it for them and how they're going to move further forward. Well, this is and it. Salary. And, and that's why, again, it, it kind of goes back to why who we are as a business about people first. It's yeah. people centric. It's It really is. It's not transactional. It's not just a, a business. I need this. You need this. Here you go. Here's your invoice. Job done. No, these are people like everything is affected and chain reaction behind someone getting a job to their family life to that business all of a sudden you place this guy into a sales manager he's got a six-month-old baby at home so he's now earning a good salary they've just got this awesome sales manager who's now going to go and generate two three million for them yep. do you know what i mean so it's just an effect exactly if people are listening to this episode and want to get in touch with you understand what you do and potentially you to place them in a in a yep. role how do they do that? So look, we're we're pretty much on all social media platforms, Esmos Recruitment. And if anyone is wondering why Esmos, yeah, it's why? Events, Sales, Marketing, Operations, Solutions. Ah. I couldn't think of a name, so I just abbreviated Esmos. it. <laughs> it's a good name though. Yeah, it yeah, works, it's not, right? It works. It works. Yeah. Let's not overcomplicate it. So we're on all social media platforms. Um, you can get me on email, mark at esmosrecruitment.com. Um, and you can also reach out to us on talent at esmosrecruitment.com. Nice. Um, we don't have recruitment consultants. We have talent managers. That's amazing. Yeah. One final thing before we go, because yeah. we could be here all day. What's the future hold? Expansion. Yeah. Um, look, our aspirations is to be the go-to event supplier for talent, um, to be the business for people. You know, it's when we hire, we hire for knowledge and we want to impart that knowledge onto our candidates and our clients. Nice. On that note, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me, guys. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's been we'll a pleasure, not, not a chore. <laughs> Cheers, buddy. Thank you. Cheers. Hi, I'm Lily. And I'm Dan. We are The Loaded. <laughs>